Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. For the second weekend in a row, Dave Doran and the NC State Wolfpack will be playing in one of the most important, biggest games in all of college football. This time, the Wolfpack is back home. It is number four Clemson invading Carter-Finley Stadium, 3.30 kick, ABC national TV game. A whole lot on the line, including first place in the, eighth, in the Atlantic Division and a huge step closer to a trip to an ACC title game for the winner, that is. Dave Doran, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Good, David. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. You are in between those enormously important games between Notre Dame and Clemson, but I guess you never stop being a dad. So I have to ask, how did Halloween go? Did the boys dress up? Can a busy football coach squeeze in a little fun along those time lines? You know, uh, we had all the coaches' kids come up Sunday night in their costumes and uh, had the players hand out candy to the, to the kids that night and just because we knew, you know, we'd be in the middle of the game playing here on a normal Halloween. But uh, it was fun. You know, they had all kinds of costumes in the building, and uh, players did a good job, and it's kind of a good chance for them to get away from watching some film and have a little bit of laughter. Better costumes, your sons nowadays or you as a child in Kansas way back in the day? You know, the stuff back in the day, you kind of made it up. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot more creative, I think. You know, I mean, it everything's so store-bought and they're definitely more detail in the costumes these days you know but uh i don't know my, my kids are kind of past it now so i don't get to see it as much some of the children of the coaches that were running around had some great costumes here this week if i wore a black garbage bag that i creatively turned into looking like a bat would the Doran family have given me candy back in the day? Because I, I think that's the kind of creativity you're saying is lost nowadays, Coach. Yeah, we never turn away a child. You know, so. <laughs> Extra candy for creativity. Come on, Coach. That's right. <laughs> Dave Doran is joining us on the David Glenn Show. By any chance, did you see the video of the Grim Reaper sneaking up behind Dabo Sweeney as he was addressing his Clemson Tigers team? And how would that go if somebody did, the, did it to you at NC State? No, I didn't see the video, so I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, he freaked out, man. It would be like you, eyes forward to, you know, 100 Wolfpack football players as somebody secretly is sneaking up behind you while you're addressing the team, taps on your shoulder, you turn around and see basically the Grim Reaper, and he, and he kind of flinched and everybody laughed. W yeah. Would you be in trouble if you did that to Coach Doran, or, or would you be okay with that? No, I mean, I'd probably get some laughter out of it for sure. How do you keep it light even as you're keeping it serious with the number four team in the nation coming to town? Well, I mean, it's part of the deal. I, I think as a coach, you don't ever want to get tight because it's a big game. I mean, you know, you're going to coach hard regardless of who you're playing against. And, you know, the stakes are raised because they're real. It uh, doesn't mean we have to be uptight. I mean, we want our kids to play loose. And I've always felt like, you know, if you free their minds, you free their feet. And I can't do that for them by creating a tense environment. You know, we've got to be who we are every day. And that's the environment they're comfortable in. It's what's worked for us. And don't need to change it. we just got to elevate our play through great preparation and detail.
Dave Dorn is joining us from NC State. You can follow Coach on Twitter, at StateCoachD. His Wolfpack, the best of his five teams in Raleigh, 6-2, and 4-0 and oh in conference play. Only the Wolfpack and the Miami Hurricanes are unbeaten in ACC competition so far this season. You obviously were disappointed by the result at Notre Dame last week. Watching that game, Coach, there, there were things outside of your control that went wrong. Injuries, obviously, including Naheem Hines and others, officiating calls that went against you. When you focus instead on the stuff that you could control, what was it that you didn't handle well enough against the Fighting Irish? You know, I I mean, there's always plays that you wish you had back. I mean, we misfit a few runs. Uh, I, I thought, you know, we started fast and had, you know, a couple of de defensive three and outs, uh, blocked the punt for a touchdown. We were up 14-7, and, and then we lost five players within a span of about seven minutes in the game. That it, Three defensive linemen that play over 100 plays mm. in the game, you know, in our rotation, and that wore down against a great running team, and, there just wasn't a fix for that, to be honest with you. I mean, we still had opportunities. We, you know, threw an interception for a touchdown on a play where I think the nose guard was offsides. You know, I'll agree to disagree with the officials on that one, but it is what it is. And that one hurt. You know, that was a, a swing in momentum for them. Uh, and then we had a fourth and one that we should have converted, and that was on us. And uh, we were driving to make it a one-score game still, you know, in the third quarter. So it's just execution and, and not allowing a, a call by an official be enough to beat you because uh, they are human. They're going to make mistakes, and we've got to be able to overcome anything in a game. And that was just one of the things with our injuries that, you know, made it difficult. I don't think the cold impacted us. I don't think their fans impacted us. I think, you know, we just uh, didn't make enough plays, and they did. Notre Dame has at least two NFL guys on its offensive line and might have a Heisman candidate at running back, when you think about the Cle the challenge against Clemson on Saturday, are they similar enough in personnel that you just foresee Clemson watching the Notre Dame game and, and hoping that the Tigers can do to you what the Irish yeah. did to you? Yeah, I think Clemson is who they are. They're balanced. Uh, Notre Dame's not balanced. I mean, they're going to run the ball and their 400 yards that they're going to gain. They're going to try to get 300 of it on the ground, yeah. you know, and uh, it's just they're different. It doesn't mean Clemson's not going to rush the football. I mean, they're averaging 200 a game, but they've got good receivers. Their quarterback's throwing 67%. Notre Dame's was throwing in the 50s, you know, so you're going to see the ball in the air with Clemson more. They're going to take their shots down the field like they always have and their quick screen game to try to manage the perimeter. So, you know, I don't expect Notre Dame to change Clemson's offense. You know, I mean, they've won a ton of games doing what they do. So we've just got to line up and play ball just like they do. and. uh if they want to copycat Notre Dame and change things, that would be a shocker to me. That Deshaun Watson guy is dazzling in the National Football League right now, and yet somehow the Tigers have not really taken a step backward. They're 7-1. and one, They're number four in the nation. Uh, what do you see from Kelly Bryant, the first-year starting quarterback? And what do you see from a Clemson defense that, I don't know, in most games it feels like they're giving up 6, 7, 10, 14 points per game, but sometimes against really good opponents. Yeah. Well, Kelly, you know, learned a lot from Deshaun. You know, I mean, you got to say that the, that young man took advantage of his developmental opportunities when you look at him because he's waited his turn, he's been patient, and he's learned from a very good player. And now he's taking advantage of an opportunity. And he also has good players around him, and he knows how to use them. 
Defensively, yeah, I mean, they're, they're number one in the ACC in scoring defense and probably top five in the nation, and they're not giving up a whole lot. So it's a challenge, um, but we have played well against them offensively, you know, not just last year, but in years prior, and our kids have confidence. We just got to go make plays, and we can't let them be in our backfield because they've got 31 sacks. They're really, really good up front. NC State coach Dave Doran on Twitter, at State Coach D, his Wolfpack hosting number four Clemson on Saturday. You mentioned that flurry of injuries. Uh, I saw it on the defensive line. We saw it with Naheem Hines, one of your all-purpose, just amazing, fun players who was awesome when he joined us as a guest recently, Coach. I know that doesn't surprise you. But no, what, what health update can you give us for either Naheem, specifically or just more generally are those guys in that flurry all available for the tigers yeah well they're all going to try to play you know i think we're still 48 hours away so it's hard for me to tell you where they're at yeah. percentage wise they've all practiced uh today and uh they're moving around they're playing fast you know but we're not in full pads we're not tackling to the ground either you know i mean it's a thursday practice is pretty low contact so you know, we're hopeful that four of the five guys are back, uh, Naheem and our 3D linemen. They all practice today, so we'll see where we're at in two days. But they want to play bad, and that's the first thing. You know, a lot of times a guy kind of rules himself out because of the pain. These four guys have all made it very clear they want to play. You had the almost win at Death Valley against the Clemson Tigers last year. Is that something you ignore a year later, or are there meaningful things to take away from that experience, given that many of your current guys played in that game? No, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a game that you want to win. I mean, we've been close with them several times, and um, we haven't found a way to, you know, get the thing on our side at the end of the 60 minutes or, or overtime. So, you know, it's another notch in the program. You know, we've beaten everybody in the Atlantic except for them now. And so that's the next team we want to beat, and it's not going to be easy. They're a very, very good football team. They're well coached. But uh, last year just adds on to them. And the senior class wants to leave a legacy. Part of that is doing things that haven't been done prior to them. And, you know, they they don't want to walk out of here 0-4 or 0-5 if they were a redshirt, you know, against Clemson. Last thing for Dave Doran, number four Clemson at number 20 NC State, Saturday, 3.30 ABC. Of course, we're bringing our big tailgate tour there, Coach. We come to one college football game somewhere in North Carolina each weekend, and there's no way we could miss this one. I don't know what's number one on your list of Carter Finley being the most jacked up uh, as far as your perspective from the sidelines over five years, but in my 30 years across North Carolina, Carter Finley is responsible for probably half of the most jacked-up crowds I have ever seen at a college football game anywhere on North Carolina soil. With that in mind, what is your request or your message to Wolfpack Nation as you look forward to their role uh, at 3.30 on Saturday? I'd love to see him duplicate Louisville. I mean, uh, the game we had here with them was electric, and uh, it was a full moon just like it's going to be for this game. Uh, and to be there early, uh, to be loud, not leave at halftime, and stay till the end and make life hell on Clemson's offense. Well said, Coach. Hey, thanks for the time. As always, good luck against the Tigers on Saturday. I appreciate it. Go Pack. You got it. On Twitter, he is at State Coach D. Number four Clemson at number 20 NC State. It is not exactly the Atlantic Division Championship game, but it is close to it. The winner of this game takes the large leap toward a trip to the ACC title game. There would be baby steps left after a win on Saturday, 
you're not guaranteed to be the Atlantic representative. But, man, this is your biggest obstacle to getting there. Clemson is used to it, right? Clemson's played in the last two national championship games. Clemson churns out ACC titles every other year, at least recently under Dabo Sweeney. Wolfpack hasn't won it all in football in the ACC since 1979. That's not all laid at the feet of Dave Doran, of course. He's only been here for five years. But this is about as good an opportunity in the month of November as we've seen in a long time. There was a Chuck Amato team at NC State 15 years ago that was in this kind of position at 9-0. and So they were in all the conversations, right? National championship picture, ACC championship picture. That team did end up with the winningest record in Wolfpack football history. They got to 11 wins, but they lost three straight after starting 9-0. They were dropped from the national title picture. They were dropped from the ACC title picture. Still a great season for Phillip Rivers and Chuck Amato and those guys 15 years ago. But this is that rarefied air. And even though the Wolfpack having lost twice now is an afterthought in the national conversation, there's probably... 13 or so teams still in the conversation for the final four of the college football playoff. But ACC championship picture, Wolfpack and Miami are the only two undefeated. Miami faces an enormous challenge hosting a Virginia Tech team that has one loss, but I think is better than the Hurricanes. Remember, the Hokies only losses to Clemson, number four in the nation. I think the Hokies are about to give the Hurricanes a splash of cold water. Not that the Canes are not impressive. They are. All the credit in the world to Mark Richt. In two years at his alma mater, he has turned that program into something that the older fans remember it being. Championship caliber contender. I don't think the Canes are all the way back to that, though. I think this week against Virginia Tech and next week against Notre Dame, their flaws are going to be exposed. If they prove me wrong, more power to Mark Richt and the Hurricanes. I like Virginia Tech as the visitor at Miami in almost a de facto Coastal Division championship game. I do think the Wolfpack has a better chance as the home underdog against Clemson. If I'm at the betting window in Vegas, I'm taking the Tigers, to be clear. They're the better team. But the underdog at home? maybe with another of the best atmospheres any of us have ever seen anywhere at a college football venue in the state of North Carolina. Ryan Finley is the kind of accurate quarterback that if he's protected can move the ball against any defense. Naheem Hines is the type of return man and running back who with a little space can break a long one, even against the Clemsons of the world. Bradley Chubb is one of the better defensive players I've seen at NC State in my 30 years of covering the ACC. He needs more help than he got at Notre Dame, but he is that good. Just as the Wolfpack has its hands full with Clemson's amazing defensive front, Clemson has its hands full with NC State's defensive front. It'll have to be healthier than it was at Notre Dame. It'll have to execute better, run fits, etc., than they did against the Fighting Irish. But the Wolfpack, I believe, has a better chance of upsetting Clemson than Miami has of beating Virginia Tech. Those are two playoff-style games in college football. Elsewhere, you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and a few others worth watching nationally. But on the short list of the must-see TV college football games this weekend, Virginia Tech at Miami in the Coastal, ACC, and NC State hosting Clemson in the ACC Atlantic.